And now, two guys and a grill. The Barbecue Show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome to another edition of The Barbecue Show. I always say another, but sometimes it's a surprise. It is? No, not really. Oh. We are glad you're here, though. The Barbecue Show with uh, Stunt and Jake. That is Stunt to my left. And that's Jake on my right. And uh, we appreciate you joining us each and every weekend because uh, we have. Uh, we hope you have as much fun listening to this show as we have doing the show because we do have a blast uh, putting all this fun stuff together for you. We really do. What's the old cliche? If you, uh, you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. That's right. Uh, that sounds a, little, sounds a little cheesy to me, but we'll go with it. <laughs> uh, we're not going to talk cheesy today. We're going to talk smoky today because that's... Uh, kind of where we're at. Uh, what do we call it? A production meeting? On-air production meeting here? Yeah. Quickly. Uh, we were just discussing before we went on the air, uh, one of the notes we had for an upcoming show was going to talk about ice fishing. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? Kind of hard to do that right now. Yeah, I now. told you I had to take that off my calendar. It was, it was more so ice fishing and then cooking that fish, which we right. still do a fish show. Yeah, we As a matter of fact, I have some ideas that we'll do that with, but uh, in the meantime, I think we're going to Scratch the whole "let's go ice fishing" thing. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be it's gonna be tough. So, but if you've got some fish in your freezer or someone hooks you up, we can uh, we'll talk about that today. We're gonna go a different direction. We are gonna talk about um, the processes you go through when you get a new grill or smoker. All right. Yes. As somebody, by the way, who got themselves a brand yes. new smoker, finally, uh, finally added the offset. Welcome to the slow so, burn. Yeah, I know it's uh, and uh, it's awesome. Yeah. It is a it's a blast. I love it. I feel like uh, I feel like you know like when you meet the love of your life. I'm like, where have you been all my life? My, you're my soulmate. Uh, but there are contrary to what some may or may not think, there are some steps that you should and uh, could and should go through um, when you get a new uh, grilling apparatus uh, of a variety of different kinds, and we're going to touch on that uh, for this afternoon's show. In the meantime, what have you been uh, dabbling with? Well, as of late? I mean, this past week, what could you not do? Right, uh, steaks, uh, potatoes, Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts that I don't ever really like. My God, they turned out fantastic. Uh, how'd you How'd you do them? Uh, well, they were in. We have in a tin foil pan with butter. Because right. butter makes everything better. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so salt, pepper, and just I'm in the smoker, or in the smoker on top of the grill. Okay. Um, uh, we did it over the charcoal. And the only thing I'd say is maybe I left them in there a little too long for most people. Okay. But I'm not a big Brussels sprout fan anyway. So the fact that they're kind of not mushy, but they definitely melted in your mouth almost. All right. Um, but it's a win for me. I never liked Brussels sprouts, so I was really impressed. Yeah, that's a fine line between not getting, you know, getting uh, too mushy and getting too crunchy. Right, you know, right, th- exactly. Th- there's a there's a there's a line there that you want to be careful of. Similar to like a bell peppers too. If you're doing those, you can mm-hmm. sometimes you can really overhammer those, and uh, they're not as good. But uh, they're fantastic. We do them the same way. We do them with butter and bacon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have any bacon at the time, but I would have. Uh, one of my favorite uh, my one of my favorite moments as uh, as a parent. Was we were we host Thanksgiving and one year my wife wanted to add this new this is like pre Priya so at least ten or twelve years ago uh, anyway I digress uh, she's testing a new Brussels sprout recipe that she wants to use for Thanksgiving okay you, you can't just throw that in cold right right so she made these Brussels sprouts give them to the kid who's like three at the time and she ate them and then she says direct quote mmm sure love those Brussels sprouts mm. I was like what <laughs> kid says that out loud. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, I've had Brussels sprouts now three times in my life. First time I hated them. Second time was at Manny's. I'm like, that's okay. not terrible. This time I was actually really 
blown away by the yeah. fact that I could do a decent Marshall, Brussels sprout. So there is, I, I feel like I should point out, there's a great way if you have uh, if you have kids or you have somebody that, that doesn't think they like Brussels sprouts, but you know they refuse to try them because mm-hmm. it's Brussels sprouts. Yep. A good way to disguise Brussels sprouts is to uh, you put them on a stick and then you dip them in chalk and tell them they're cake pops. <laughs> Best of luck with that one. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that, that would traumatize me. You get if I put into a chocolate cake pop and it ended up being a Brussels sprout, I'd be ruined for life. Oh, my God. Uh, that's a good one for your if, for your workplace. If, yeah. Uh, you know, oh put, that in, the, put like, that in the break room. That's like the bowl full of M&M's in Skittles. That'll mess somebody up, too. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. What's going on here? Oh, it's crazy. No, so. I uh, did the Brussels sprouts, and honestly, I was pretty impressed. And I thought someplace somewhere, April was thinking, Look at these guys. Look, look at, at these go. guys. Look at them go. Um, we did that. Then you you got to try some of the pork, right? Yes. So yes. usually pork is uh, obviously a lot of, it's just customary. I feel like sweet. Uh, it's got a nice, just good flavor to it. It's going to make you want more because it's got that uh, sweetness to it. Usually a lot of brown sugars put in the pork. Brown sugars, honeys, that kind yep. of thing. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I found a recipe. They called it Mexican pulled pork, and they used Cholula and fajita seasoning. Along with some chicken broth along the way. Okay. And Just you, for a little moisture, I suppose. Yep, yeah, because well, they kind of like braise it for a while. After you smoke it for however, when, instead of covering it, they put it in a, a pan with some mm. chicken broth and then kind of braise it. Um, but then add more Cholula. And honestly, turned out fantastic, I thought. It's more of a savory flavor than it is the sweet side. Right. And the main excuse was, especially in Texas, when you do barbecue all the time, if you're at your own restaurant... You get tired of the sweet, the sweet flavors every day, so you might mix it up with that that savory part of it. And so, I was really impressed. It wasn't too spicy by any means. But I old used a half bottle of Cholula on it, mm-hmm. and uh, was able to make pork uh, pork nachos or not pork nachos. Pork we could make nachos, I guess, but tacos. And then we did quesadillas one day too. All right, hold up, back up. Uh, how big overall? That was a pork butt. Okay, um, but, but yeah, I don't know, ten pounds. All right. I was like, it wasn't ginormous. It was like, just one. I was like, you used a half a bottle of two? Ooh, that seems like a lot of two. Uh, yeah, I covered it right off the bat, and then I finished it off at the, and the, at the before I covered it up. Okay. Yep, covered it up with butter, Cholula, and a little bit more seasoning, and then chicken broth in the pan to let it kind of, we, we nice. call it, braise it, right? So, um, and it turned out phenomenal, I thought. So, that's great. Uh, yeah, you I had did. some. Yeah, I know. So. Like, it definitely, uh, the taste was spot on. And it was just different. <clears throat> Bart, I was, and it was a kind of a double edged sword. I was bringing that up is uh, one, is it, when you hear somebody say, I used a half a bottle of chili, you're like, dang, that's a lot of hot sauce. Uh, but it also goes back to something we've talked about in the past, and that is that sometimes uh, you have to remember that you're not over-seasoning as much as you think you might be over-seasoning. Correct. Especially because, for a big chunk of meat. Yeah, because yeah, there's a lot of meat in there that you're not just seasoning the outside. You want to be able to season everything, and yeah. so you got to have uh, the coverage. And so I think uh, as a general rule... A lot of people err on the under side of seasoning. Mm-hmm. They, they under season more by mistake than they do over season. The problem is no one really notices when you under season because the meat, everything, you're like, oh, that was pretty good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. But when you over season, everybody knows right away. You're so right on. Especially Absolutely. if you're at my house. That's so salty. Man. Too How much seasoning did you put yeah. on here? You know? And I have a tendency to do like double up on seasonings. And every one of them has high salt content. It has more salt so, content than the yeah, I'm contemplating building a, because uh, I love my uh, my trifecta, uh, you know, my triple threat, which is the salt, pepper, and the garlic chunks. Yep. And uh, I'm contemplating just building one that's just pepper and garlic. Oh, so then you can add so that salt I'm separately. so I'm not adding because a lot of oh, times then you add our stuff on top. But I get your saying. A lot of times that's my starting base is yep. that 
salt, pepper, garlic. That's where I start. And then I, I start adding layering flavors after that. And if you do that, you can really, you, you can get over salty sometimes. Yeah. So, which is, uh, you know, I there's that. You. And uh, yeah, yeah, you just, you want to be careful on that. Uh, okay. My place, what do we do? Oh, so this show, we talk a lot about experiment and have fun, right? Correct. That's that's literally the motto of the show is experiment and have fun. We should put that on the t-shirts. We'll get some made someday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, you know, me, uh, we've always, the dynamic of the barbecue show that I think makes us work so well together is I'm hot, fast guy. Yeah. I love the flat top. I love the charcoal. I love the high heat. Uh, I want to sear my steak as fast as possible, get it good and crispy, but still medium rare in yeah. the middle. And you're the, uh, I'm going to do a brisket after I do three pork butts this weekend. <laughs> And that's cool. And, and and so it works. So anyway, so me jumping into the offset world, um, I'm learning some things that uh, I think are fairly common sense, but you have to go through them right. to figure right. it out. Okay. Uh, so first and foremost, uh, this is something I've learned. And I knew this because we've done this. Um, chicken. I did chicken thighs this weekend uh, on the smoker. By the way, they were awesome. Uh, I used a little uh, meat church. Yeah. Uh, I used some, uh, some pecan meat church called... These nuts, <laughs> because my, I've seen that one. Yeah. My ten-year-old is in love with it and thinks it's just the funniest thing ever. So anyway, I just <laughs> I tried to take it. I wanted to go fairly simple. I wanted to really work on the smoke, and I did. Uh, I did some mesquite, and I did those. And uh, uh, here's the thing: I trimmed up the thighs more okay. than I normally would for just generic home use. Yep. But uh, and I was kind of remembering some of the you know the barbecue you know when you're doing the, the thighs for competition you're, you're squaring them off and you're making them perfect right. morsels you know even in size and you're taking the knuckles off and making sure there's no cartilage and stuff. The other thing you do for competition when you're smoking is you take the skin off of your thighs and you scrape the fat off the yes. inside of the skin and then you put the skin back on and uh and then if you really get technical you can perforate it a little bit with the with those meat tenderizers which i did but i did not scrape the skin i trimmed the excess skin and fat but i didn't peel the skin and scrape it because on my normal setup if i was doing these like on gas or you know uh, on charcoal i wouldn't do that right you got to do that don't skip that step if you're smoking. It just it did not break down. What happens? Yeah, I didn't get. I mean, I got a beautiful look. I got a nice. Uh, I got a nice color. Uh, I got a nice smoke penetration. But what? I, and I got a nice crispy top of the skin. But the fat under the skin didn't render the way I wanted it to, oh. and like it normally would have if I was on a hotter. If you're cooking, going hot fast. If I was doing it like on a gas or whatever. Gotcha. And so um, and so I was like, okay, well that's a, that's a step I'm not going to skip next time. Right. And it just it when you do do it that way, it really you eliminate the possibility for those mistakes. So I was like, all right, you know that's cool. That's a that's a nice little uh, lesson learned. Yeah, a little lesson learned, and and it was it, it it's an extra step for sure. Um, the first time you ever do it, if you've never peeled the skin off of your chicken thighs or your chicken breast and then scraped the fat and put it back on, the first time, it, it it's a little tedious. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you never know when you're good enough either. You're just right. like, oh, I can probably get this a little bit more, a little bit more. It's a tough spot. To- and, and you'll find out right away. I'll give you a, a heads up going in so you don't have to learn this one the hard way. Uh, the skin is a lot stronger and tougher than you think. So yeah. don't be afraid to get in there and, and, you know, and work it with your knife. Uh, the second time you do it, you realize that you've got it. And the third time you do it, it's a no brainer. It, right. it only takes a couple of minutes, yeah. especially if you're doing, if you're just doing it for you and your family, and you're making, you know, a dozen chicken thighs. It, you know, you're talking right. about seven minutes here. Right. It's not a big deal. Right. So at any rate, 
Let's do this. Let's take a break because when we come back, I want to talk about uh, more about smokers. But more importantly, uh, do you season your smoker? Do you assemble it yourself? Do you buy it pre-assembled? Do you pay extra to have it delivered? What do you do? Uh, how do you do it? Let's talk about that when the barbecue show continues right after this. You're listening to the barbecue show, and we'll be right back with more. Welcome back to the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake. Welcome back to the barbecue show with Stunt and Jake. We really appreciate you joining us. Uh, don't forget to follow and like us on the uh, on the Facebook and the Instagram. We're right there, easy to find. It's the BBQ Show. There you go. Doesn't get any. And if you want, you can also Gmail us or email us at Gmail. It is askthebarbecueshow at gmail.com. Perfect. We'd love to hear from you. So, uh, by all means, today we're going to talk. We're going to talk smokers uh, more exclusively, but more importantly, we're going to talk. We talk a lot about what to do with the smoker uh, when you get it up and running. Today, we want to talk about what to, how to get it ready. That's right. Because people don't think of that sometimes. And after years of us being kind of opposites here, Jake has joined the smoking community. Yes, yes. So it's, um, uh, I don't have to go ghetto on the bit. No more smoker boxes, <laughs> no more smoker tubes, none of that stuff I used to do to try to infuse some of that stuff and, and, and mess around with it, which is fun. And I oh, still yeah, enjoy absolutely. it. And, I mean, there's still, there's still a key there and there's still a, pre, uh, a cooking style that I think is worth, worthwhile. But, um, one of the things you don't think about with a smoker, especially, is you're going to want to season it. Let's start at the beginning, first of all. Uh, I'm that guy who, <laughs> who goes to a store, where, whether it's a big box store or it's a mom and pop shop, it doesn't matter. Uh, whether I'm buying a grill or I'm buying patio furniture or I'm buying a bicycle for my kid, I want it in the box. Okay. I want to put it together myself. You are that guy. Yeah, I am that guy. And uh, for one... Uh, I usually take. I usually like to take a little, a couple uh, liberties with the setup. Uh, sometimes I'll, uh, I'll. When you say that, all I can imagine is you have extra bolts. Like, see, I got better, done better than they did. <laughs> Told you I didn't need all that stuff. Uh, I'm actually the opposite. I'm the guy who will sometimes go and be like, you know what? I just feel like every one of these should have a lock washer. <laughs> you know, I feel like if I put a lock washer, uh, I'm thinking a lock washer on each side. Double, yeah, hold you know, it in place, real good. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I, I just, I just think that uh, for one, it's a lot easier to get a new grill home in the back of your pickup truck in a box, truth, than yeah. it is to have it standing up and and trying to trying to do that whole thing and maneuver around. Now, is a is an offset smoker in a box? <laughs> is that light, easy no. to toss around? <laughs> Negative, Ghost Rider. Uh, but. It's uh, for me. It was just I just I just enjoy it. Plus, uh, th- now there are places, especially some of the smaller places or specialty places, where assembly is included. And, and a lot of times, if the assembly is included, uh, a lot of time, it, it, and if they're telling you, yeah, it's included. They probably have a guy who knows what he's doing. Usually, it's done by somebody who works in that department. They work with this product every day, right? Not just somebody who's in on his college time off. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The other problem I have with some uh, box door assemblies is they, it, it, depending on what you're buying, a lot of times they like to leave all the stickers on. True. You, know, you yes. got it. I know which pedal's A and which pedal's B. You know, I know which grade is A and which one's B. You know, take take them off. off. Take the feel that stuff off as you go, man. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, set assembly done in the cold. Did, Back, did, I don't know if you remember, but weeks ago we used to have this thing called cold snap. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it was freezing out there. Well, how'd it go? Was assembly fast or not? Assembly was, yeah, slick, fast, easy. I mean, it yeah. was, it, it's a bit, you know, don't get me wrong. It's a basic offset. I didn't right. go top of the line. Uh, I went with a charbroil from Menards because okay. I love me my Menards. You know you can buy milk at Menards. You can buy everything you need at Menards. I know. Yeah. The only thing they don't have, and I looked, eggs. Really? Yeah, which makes sense. It's harder to keep the eggs. Yeah, I suppose. But uh, frozen pizzas, check. Drywall mud, check. <laughs> Smoker, check. Mattresses. Mattress. 
Check. You want soda? Uh, uh, giant inflated snowman? Check. <laughs> the other, it's just turned into an infomercial. Screwdriver? Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Oh, and uh, bathroom project? I had a lot of rebates. Yeah, but, Oh, yeah? That's right. I had $181 in rebates. Well, that made an easy decision. That then. was only two rebates, too, so... Oh, wow. Look at me. I'm all bougie. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Sorry. Uh, so assembled it myself. Assembly was pretty simple. Yep. Now, this is an offset. So there was one part where I had a buddy above and beyond John stop by to, to watch and make sure I was doing it right. Um, Always take supervision. And I will say that it was nice to have someone help attach the... The cook box. The firebox. The firebox. Thank yeah. you. Um, because, uh, you know, I got that all assembled. That wasn't too difficult. But now you, you've got to hold it and to have and somebody it hold it yeah. and somebody else attach it. That would make life a lot easier. Yeah. So That's good. Assembly's as simple. You know, and here again, if assembly's not your thing, don't make it your thing. You know? Absolutely. You get, there's no harm in having somebody else do it for right. you. Like you said, especially if you're at a shop where you say, oh, we can do assembly or some assembly for you in the back if you like. Mm-hmm. No problem. Experiment and have fun, but don't bite off more than you can chew. It's like a best man speech. <laughs> don't try to be something you're not. All right. If you're not into assembly, don't assemble. There you go. And that uh, that works out well. So next step, uh, what we need to do, season said smoker. And I think a lot of people don't think about this. And I would go so far as to say, if you've got a, uh, depending on the style uh, of your grill, whether it's gas grill or charcoal, any of those, you can season all that stuff. Smoker is nice because a smoker is going to get hot in a lot of different areas for prolonged periods of time, which means it's going to affect the metal. It's going to affect the paint. Yep. It's going to affect the ability, the wear and the tear. And so by seasoning it, you're doing all the same things that you do when you season your, your griddle top, other than making it nonstick. Right. Which I guess technically you could, the outside of your, your still probably is, yeah. And here's the other thing that's interesting. I think people overlook, not only are you seasoning racks that you're going to cook on inside if they're, you know, depending on what they're made of, but you're more importantly, you're seasoning the outside of the smoker. Which is an interesting thing you never you thought you never really had to do, right? Right. But now you say that it might help protect the paint and everything else. Um, one of the things I know Green Mountain's kind of got bad, bad read for this on some of their four earlier products, the paint bubbles and right. it comes off. And I did on the barrel of mine, um, and so I, I, that might have been something that could have saved it. I don't know. It's I know some guys. Well, above and beyond, John had uh, he had his whole Traeger redone, repainted, cleaned up, and same thing. Yeah. Because uh, it and especially if you if it's out in the elements, a lot of times if you're not storing it indoors, uh, if you don't have a cover, even and, and even if you do, it's still susceptible to moisture and and things along mm-hmm. like that lines. And so seasoning it will help a lot. Uh, it's going to maintain that paint look better. It's going to help maintain so it doesn't rust. And quite honestly. It's just going to add life to the smoker. It's yeah. going to add. It's going to add years to that smoker, and uh, you know, season inside and out. But a lot of times, people forget that you know when you're when when you're getting that thing hot, it's okay to take a. Uh, I would recommend a spritz. You know, a sprayable uh, like a pam. Yeah, well, maybe not a pam, but you know, a sprayable oil or a, a pam. I guess would work. But they make like sprayable like coconut oil. Okay, yeah, that kind of stuff. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that you can that you can use and just spray it on, or you know, use some oil and a rag. And wipe it around. And wipe it uh, around. Yeah. And wipe it around a little bit and 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 do a seasoning. And you'll also, if you season on the inside, you can add, uh, you can, uh, what would be the word? Like antiquing. <laughs> you know, like when you buy jeans that are already ripped? Yep. If you're seasoning the inside, you can already add that layer of uh, flavor and smoke that's gotcha. in there yeah. already. Uh, and, uh, and, and most importantly, too, just like with a new flat top, when you're doing this seasoning, the first step of this process, I think, is probably the most important, and that's getting it clean. Yeah, burning off any chemicals and anything yeah. through shipping and manufacturing, for sure, I understand that. Um, odors are always a problem, and a lot of that, like you said, it all comes from there. So just like with your flat top, 
here's the steps I would recommend. Uh, you're going to want to wash it. Takes, you know, you can use you can use a little bit of mild soap, like some dish soap, if you want. Yep. Um, one thing that works really well because it's a neutralizer. Because a lot of times your metal is going to hold on to factory smells, and you don't want that smell interfering with your smoke. Absolutely not. So, uh, just lukewarm water and a couple tablespoons of baking soda. Okay. And then use that. And now you're going to neutralize any chemicals. You're going to neutralize any odors. And you kind of get it cleaned up a little bit. And you shouldn't have to, you know, like elbow grease this thing too right. hard. Just to kind of basic, let it air dry. Don't wipe it down. Give it a good few hours to completely dry. That's when you're going to want to start doing it. And here's the difference that uh, I was shocked. So I had to read into it to make sure everybody I talked to, everything I read from backyard barbecuers to professionals said, then apply a thin layer of oil, and start your fire. Where it was with a flat top, you get the thing hot, right? and then you do it. But the reason you're doing it in that reverse, that order with your flat top is because part of that seasoning process is making it uh, nonstick. Okay. So you, you want those pores to open more so you can really seal them off. Where here, you're just putting more of a, of a protective, you know, cleansing layer, if you will. Got so, you. Yeah. So it just kind of, and you're still going to get the same effect. It's just a little bit uh, of, of a different, uh, a different way to kind of get about it. So, uh, but yeah, if you're looking at extending the life of your smoker, it's, it, it works out really, really slick. Now, um, just like most things, uh, you know, this isn't a gas grill. You know, you can't just run into this cold. You're going to need some prep, you know, take the time to do all these steps and, and, and work through and just like anything else. You want to have a, um, a plan. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. Plan. Well, plan, yeah, for, plan. plan for an afternoon to do this too. Not just like, I'm going to quickly run home and do this right. in between lunches or whatever. Yeah. Uh, vegetable oil uh, and canola oil work pretty well. Now, if you are looking to season the smoker uh, at noon and throw something on it at, at two, which you can do, uh, then, then I would forego the oils and I would go right to a bacon grease. Oh, and okay. again, we talked about this with uh, like with a blackstone or a flat top. They tell you don't use animal fats to season the griddle top. But again, you're penetrating that griddle top differently because you're coming up to temp, then applying it, which allows everything to fill in. Right. And you don't want animal fat on there because it's going it, to it would go bad. Right. Obviously. So this is you're going to by applying the fat first, you're burning it off. With Got the seasoning you. process. And that's really the biggest difference uh, that kind of goes into that. So most importantly, you're going to add life to the to your smoker. You, right. know, you want to take care of it. It's going to really, it's going to last a lot longer. I mean, and I think that's the No matter thing. what you spent on a grill or a flat top or whatever smoker, you don't want it to have to buy a new one next year. So mm-hmm. making sure you're taking care of it right from the get-go is going to give you an opportunity to maybe even sell that off in the future when you're ready to upgrade to a new one or whatever it may be. Right, right. Uh, the one thing, too, everybody always suggests is um, you're going to want to run a full smoke cycle. Like if you pretend like you're going to cook something on there. So let it right. smoke. Let it you know, let it cook. Let it go for uh, three hours or so. Uh, the other thing I think, and I know we're running out of time today, but uh, I think it was really important is um, you're going to want to use um, a, a mixture of woods. You know, in a mixture of smokes, because okay. whatever, what, all that smoke you're introducing is is eliminating other odors and other things that are in there. And you're going to leave that effect that's in there. And most most people recommend that you use a, a combination hickory and mesquite, maybe a couple fruit woods, um, because it's going to add more flavor, more complexity. Right. You know, as far as that goes, you're not just looking for heat here. You're looking for a little bit of everything. A little bit of flavor added in there as well. Yeah. And you're going to want to start slow, warm it up nice and slow, bring it up to about 250 
And then you want to take it up to about 350. But if you really want to take care of this, that full smoke cycle is a big deal. Well, and the, the other great thing about this, too, is that if you're if you are seasoning, you can use this time. You know, you can use this time for look for your hot spots, look yes. for your cold spots, look for put different a thermometer, areas. Uh, put one of those um, uh, oven thermometers in there. Mm-hmm. And kind of, kind of guess where everything is. Exactly. So it's, uh, but you know, it's just, it's just a good idea. You know, and you can do this. You can, like I said, you can do this with a charcoal grill if you really wanted to. You could do this with a gas grill. Gas, you probably, if it's stainless steel, you probably don't need to get too carried right. away. And then every time you're using it, just like with your your ceramic, your your flat top, don't be afraid to add a little layer as you're coming down and uh, to the top and wipe it off and just kind of add to that seasoning, just to kind of keep the the outside in the paint from bubbling, chipping and adding some life to it. Well, even that, you said a hot spot really quick to add to that. Yeah. Another great tip I've seen online, I used it for my Green Mountain to just kind of determine where hot spots are inside there. Open up a roll of uh, a roll of um, biscuits or whatever and open them up and put them on there to have them bake through and then Genius. open it up and see where it's maybe got done quicker, didn't get done at all, burnt. And that's kind of gives you an idea where the heat's coming out of your grill. That is a, that is a genius idea. And it's easier than buying one of those infrared thermometers yeah, that shoots a little yeah. laser beam. Yeah. And it's way more fun. <laughs> and you just made biscuits. Yeah. Hey. It's way more fun. So whatever you're doing, however you're doing it, whatever style you're getting, you can always confirm with the people that the manufacturer. There'll be instructions that'll tell you how to do all most of this as well. So uh, experiment and have fun with it. Now go fire that thing up. The Barbecue Show Hashtag. with Stunt and Jake. Hashtag. Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook.